Welcome to the very first quarantine edition of the Bushwick Book Club podcast, made from our very first live stream show. It was streamed straight from the homes of 16 different performers, plus the author of the featured book, Tanya Marquardt, who wrote Stray, Memoir of a Runaway. It was quite a departure from our usual packed back room at Barbez in Brooklyn, where the night starts and ends with hugs and all kinds of unmonitored exchange of fluids and art. But boy, was it moving to be with each other and to watch and listen and receive all the new songs, film, dance, art, and yes, even a fermented food offering from all the imaginative and brave artists and musicians in this lineup. And Olivier, the owner of Barbez, makes an appearance too. We donated the proceeds from the show to the Barbez GoFundMe campaign so that when we can all get out of our apartments again, we'll have the Bushwick Book Club home venue Barbez to go back to. It turned out that a book about running away was the perfect choice in this time where we couldn't. A theme in the book is about holding on to and cultivating what you've always known to be good, poetry, words, expression, art, friendship, to pull you through dark, uncertain, and transformative times. Turns out, a book like that was perfect for our first show of our first pandemic. In this episode, you'll be hearing excerpts of the show with intros recorded by the artists and musicians themselves the week after the live stream occurred. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, and now I'd like to introduce you to our author, Tanya Marquardt. The first section I'm going to read is just the first couple pages of the book, and it's the first chapter, which is called Disappearance. When I left... I took everything with me. It was November 1st, 1995, my 16th birthday. I leapt off the bus, my backpack and school books rattling against my rib cage, pounding in rhythm to my feet, galloping up the driveway. My sneakers slid along the gravel as I swerved, taking a hard left. I only had 45 minutes before mom came home from work. There was a lot to pack. I kicked open the door of Don's red brick house and ran up the steps that led to the kitchen. Under the sink, behind the Ajax and the dishwashing detergent, there were two large garbage bags. I pulled them out, shoved them into the back pocket of my blue jeans, slid across the linoleum floor Dukes of Hazard style, and scrambled down the hallway to my bedroom. I was blind to everything but hatred. I hated mom and I decided I would erase myself from her life, punishing her for moving us to Port Alberni, a small town in the middle of nowhere where we lived with her boyfriend, Don, and his four children. My room in Don's house was half finished. I had written on the exposed drywall with blue ink and black marker, mostly Shakespeare quotes, poetry about death, and the lyrics to Led Zeppelin's Tangerine. One morning I woke up to find mom sitting next to me, scanning the fresh pen marks on the wall. Don't get used to this, Tanya. Don is going to be painting this wall any day now. Besides, girls shouldn't be writing things like this, she said, leaning in to read one of my poems. Mom never asked to see my poems, didn't tack them to the fridge or put them on display. She had pictures of Don's kids on the fridge, so why not one of my strange poems? Of course, mom had told me her words echoing in the air. Girls shouldn't be writing things like this. She was worried that Don or his family would think of me 
and what they would think of me and more importantly of her. Still, I waited for a response, waiting to see a look of recognition on her face, a hint of acceptance. Her eyes widened. The wolves listen to us howling? We will become ash, they will wash over us. This is disturbing. I love to write. And mom's rejection of such a raw and exposed part of me was worse than if she'd slapped me and like fuel to a fire, it caused a rage that burned inside my belly. Uh, please welcome Yuni, Song Yuni Lee. She is a chef and a performance artist. You can hire her right now, actually. If you send her a picture of what's in your refrigerator, she will tell you what to cook with it. Please welcome Song Yuni Lee. Hello, friends. My name is Yuni Lee, and I'm a culinary instructor and an interdisciplinary artist. I opened up the Bushwick Book Club show for Stray and was oddly nervous presenting to the public while I was in the comfort of my home with no one watching me. But I hope you got some information, some entertainment from these wonderful performances. It's an amazing opportunity to bring artists from all over the world together and was super fun and super real. Enjoy. I thought for my performance, I would do a kind of a mini tutorial on how to make a dish. So um, my career as a cooking teacher started because I really also got into this idea of like homesteading, of being self-sufficient. I cut my own hair, I can renovate a room, um, and I can cook just about anything. So it reminded me of the character um, she's Lars mother, her boyfriend's mother, and she has to go to visit her boyfriend's mother, who is this kind of empowered German, uh, self-sufficient, knows how to do everything lady. So I don't think I'm like her, but I'm going to show you a dish that they had during the meal. And maybe it's not going to be quite like that dish. And we're going to do a mini tutorial on how to make sauerkraut. So sauerkraut is a ferment and um, the basic ingredients are cabbage which I have sliced up here, um, and salt. And you're gonna need a jar, and I have this mixing bowl to make the kraut in. So we're gonna make a live sauerkraut with this red cabbage. And in the process, the cabbage itself is gonna be transformed. And I love that idea of making something that kind of starts off as one thing and then becomes something else. So quite simply, when you first get the cabbage, you wanna Remove the outer peels like this. We're going to use this later in the recipe. And then you want to cut the cabbage into kind of uniform slices. Um, I know this looks super fancy because they're all uniformly cut. Um, I didn't even use a knife. I used one of those mandolin slicers. And then you're going to need some good grape salt. You need a lot of salt in order to create the right kind of uh, environment for the cabbage to develop what's called lactobacillus, which is a probiotic. It helps your gut health, and hopefully it helps you understand what you need more, what your gut is telling you, and how to respond to it. Please welcome our next performer. She's our first musical guest, and she is the lovely, extremely talented Elia Bisker. This is Elia Bisker. My song is called Go Astray. Turning a book into a song is always a strange kind of alchemy, but especially so when the book is a memoir like Stray. It's so raw and personal to immerse into the text and then re-embody it as a new piece of art. It's an intimate act, and I'm grateful to Tanya, the author, for being open to it. 
There's a passage in the book that describes a handmade cuckoo clock that belongs to Tanya's boyfriend's family. It has a tiny red door, and the image of this miniature house with its closed door seemed especially poignant to me, as she is living, at that time, outside of any home of her own. I put it in the middle of my song, like a talisman. I didn't want a rudder, no hall monitor, no mother. I wanted to be left alone. I gave myself permission, no one to tell me not to. I didn't have a home. All the blackout nights I kept a running tally When I left I took everything with me Waited for the moment of escape All that I wanted was to get away, get away, go astray Like a soft transmission or a gut punch in slow motion Slowly I came clear, maneuvering, surviving I just wanted to find out how much I could endure all the blackout nights I kept a running tally When I left I took everything with me Waited for the moment of escape All that I wanted was to get away, get away, go astray There's a handmade clock With a tiny red door When the hour strikes Will it open for me? All the little dolls circle round and round. When the hour comes, will I sing canary? Each potion of a drink was like a life-saving elixir. I always wanted more. Lips up, kiss the bottle, sleep would come on like a battle, I'd wake up on the floor. All the blackout nights I kept a running tally, when I left I took everything with me. Waited for the moment of escape, all that I wanted was to get away, get away, go astray. All that I wanted was to get away, get away, go astray. All that I wanted was to get away, get away. Okay, now that it's blown open, let's um let's let's bring on some Charlie Nealon. Okay, um, I love this book, Tanya. To me, it was about like as this inexorable like pulling apart of just moving into your life at the same time. It, it's like you're disconnecting from one energy and connecting to another and finding your chosen family. And so here's my song. It's called Redshift.
made of pain They pass right through you like you're standing This is Ray Brown. I wrote my song at the last minute, so it was good that we didn't have to memorize them. And I wish I was quarantining with Bob. On the day that Tanya Marquardt turned 16, she ran away from home. She'd been living in Port Alberni. With her mom who'd moved there to escape her dad Tanya was troubled, filled with anger At her mom and wanted to be on her own She found a new kind of family In the Vancouver guy punk scene Sometimes you're with a friend or a lover Lying in bed trying to find the thread that binds these stories together Whether for the world or in your head diary is a secret and sacred thing The language is intimate and close just like a friend There's a pattern there to figure out There's a rhythm a feeling and a craft Memories laid out there on the floor so easy to see, all pink and black I'm 59, I still want to run away At this point there's no going back Sometimes you're with a friend or a lover 
lying in bed, trying to find the thread that binds these stories together. Marquardt turned 16 She ran away from home Please welcome our next performer, Teresa Toro. She is usually presenting a song. This time she has a monologue. Please welcome Teresa Toro. Hey, it's me again. I hope I'm not bothering you, but, but then again, you got the time, right? I know I've got the time. I've been trying to create a routine, get something down to feel normal. I mean, normal is survival, right? So I was thinking about a routine and how I should schedule time for cleaning and organizing and laundry that these days it's so hard to focus and I've got so much stuff. Hold on a second. It's just a delivery. There was a knock on my door the other day and uh, I opened it and just outside in the hall, there was this note <laughs> and it says, the beauty of the world, the paragon of animals. And yet to me, what is this quintessence of dust? Who goes around dropping Hamlet at people's doors? And what do they even mean quintessence? I mean, is everybody crazy now? Is that the new virus? I mean, hold on. Um, last night I couldn't sleep. I went to the bathroom and I turned the light on and I looked in the mirror and I swear it wasn't me looking back. I could not recognize my own mirror image and that disconnect frightened me. Like my reflection was some kind of confrontation forcing me to admit I'm not engaging in my life. Though in the end, I realized I have the control and I could just turn away from the mirror. I used to be an angry person. Now I'm an empty person. I'm just trying to survive. So which one of these people should I be? Which one of these people can help me do that? Which me? Will save me now. Please welcome our next performer, John S. Hall. This is John S. Hall. I loved the book Stray, and I had hoped to write a song that expressed that, but as I was reading, I kept starting songs and abandoning them. They weren't good enough, and as I say in the song that I ended up writing, I got to almost the end of the book, and I landed on this line, I know how little it takes to break a broken person, and I wrote most of a really crappy song based on that idea, and then I continued reading, and I got to the reference to one of my songs, and I wrote to Susan asking if she knew about it, and she hadn't gotten to that page yet, and I thought for a while, and I decided to write a song about the process of writing a song for Bushwick Book Club, and really, the song tells the whole story, so I don't know why I'm telling it. For me, doing the performance from my home was a lot easier and more relaxed than many shows I've done in the past, but also I was 
happy with the way my song came out, and I was excited about Tanya hearing it because I don't think she had been told that a guy from one of the bands she references in the book was going to be in the show, so that made it more fun than usual. I hope some of this is interesting. My ego is bigger than I usually like to admit Despite the perfunctory efforts I put into diminishing it I was supposed to write a song about the book I read But then something happened and it swelled up my already enormous head The latest Bushwick Book Club song is a book called Stray Let me say right off the bat the book blew me away Tanya Marquardt, you have written a wonderful memoir Once again I found out wherever you go there you are Instead of a song about your book, I wrote another song about me. Must be another day of the week that contains the letter D. At the top of page 229, one of my favorite lines. I know how little it takes to break a broken person. I think now that's a fine idea for a song And I tried to write it but it came out wrong And then something lower down on the page Makes me feel both better and worse She writes about writing in the inside covers of her sketchbooks Dig this, she mentions Shakespeare, Bram Stoker, Dave, Watcher, Horowitz And then the lyrics to my song, King Missile's Detachable Penis And I am stunned to find myself a part of such an illustrious list and I think to myself, I gotta sing a song about this. So here I am singing a song about this. I mean, I was so flattered I could not let it go. This had to be the subject of my song for the Bushwick Book Club show. Another song about me, and there is really only one reason why. It's another day of the week that contains letter Y. Another song about me, my ego so big I could cry. Must be another day of the week that contains the letter The Bushwick Book Club performance was actually uh, the second live stream thing I did that day. Um, I've been doing uh, these uh, daily negations each morning, and uh, this is the one actually that I did for that morning. Daily Negation, April 26th. Knowing that I'm incompetent relieves me of a lot of responsibility. When presented with a problem, rather than thinking I can do anything about it, I can tell myself that anything I might do would probably make things worse. By thinking this way, I can feel good about being lazy and useless. Our next performer is Troy Ogilvie. She is a dancer and choreographer. Please welcome Troy. She's also working with Sean Gannett on video and Omar Zubair with the music. Mothers remember about their teenage daughters and what daughters remember about their mothers often conflicts. The cruelty of what mom was saying, and she doesn't remember saying it and can't imagine herself ever being this cruel, but we could both be cruel or at least match cruelty for cruelty. And that breaking away that happens in any adolescence of mothers not wanting to lose daughters, of daughters not wanting, not knowing how to be themselves and not their mothers was twisted in our case. Whoa. Like, 
you will more less less Mm. Our next performer happens to be Michael Lentz from New Orleans. And I met Michael several years ago, and then I ended up doing Bushwick Book Club in New Orleans. And I said, Michael, you have to do this. I have to do it with Scott MX Turner, who you'll meet later. Please welcome Michael. Hey, this is Michael Lentz from New Orleans. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, the live stream I thought was pretty cool, but I did have some technical difficulties. Uh, which were a little bit heartbreaking because I spent hours and hours on a backing track that never got played. But um, I guess that's the uh, the fun of live music, even if it's from your living room. You used to have a mother, but you never drank her milk. All you have is the walls of glass wrapped in newspaper silk. Maybe you had a sister, maybe you had three or four, floating alone in a box of their own, no one to connect the cord. Isn't it special to be bizarre? Three-legged cat in a jar You could have been a hunter Wild mountain beast You could have been the king of the jungle Or an alley cat family to keep you under lock and key to cherish and love you for all the things that you could never be well isn't it something to be bizarre three-legged cat in a jar You're a cat in a jar that's inside of a glove box, inside of a car. It lives in a book that I read on a screen. Now I know who you are. Three-legged cat in a jar that's inside of a glove box, inside of a car. That lives in a song that I wrote in my head. Yeah, you're a memoir. You're a memoir. 
and it's something to be bizarre. All right, please welcome our next performer. Um, his name is Henry Tenney. He's performing with Lulu. They wrote this song together. Please welcome Henry and Lulu! Hi, it's Henry Tenney recording from a closet. Um, the book Stray really uh, sparked sort of remembrances of really vague memories, and so that's what the song is about. Uh, the best part is that I got to write it with my daughter Louisa, who's learning how to play guitar in quarantine and doing a great job uh the one line i wish i could have put in i tried to put it in i really did i had it for the very last minute somehow was the line uh 40 year old men in shitty cars with some kind of beer and um ex parte cigarettes are always hanging out where there are 16 year old girls who don't want to go home um anyway uh here's me and lulu there was the time I snuck down Euclid Down to the mystery store Broken door up a dingy stairway Black light second floor Incense choked me, music blasting People in the shadows Going in the back behind the beaded curtain that was where something happened i have no memory of who i went down there with it just slipped off my mind deep within i wonder if there's something more to tell I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I Foster brothers, were they brothers? The story's incomplete. The dad, in quotes, was nice, in quotes, like to give us booze. Burst through us parties, took us camping. Now I think that I know why. I have no memory of seeing them after that they just slipped off my mind deep within i wonder if there's something more to tell i wonder i wonder We have right now is the author again. Please welcome Tanya for another short reading and presentation. Thank you so much. I've gone in and out of like kind of crying from just the beauty of all the songs and um, just so 
I have, I kind of have no words. It's so beautiful. I really needed this. Whatever this is, I really needed it. Thank you, everyone. Okay, I'm gonna read a little bit from the past, middle, bottom section of the book, um, and then I'm gonna show a, a video. This is from a section called The Hungry Eye. I went to the Twilight Zone most weekends after that, which was a club. Sometimes dad would give me some extra money and I would use that as an excuse to go into the city for a night. Other times Lana would invite me, offering me food and a place to sleep for a couple of days. And after that first night at the club, Adam made me a mixtape and used flyers he'd taken from the Twilight Zone for the tape cover. It was a speedy musical education. I listened to songs like Beers, Steers and Queers by the Revolting Clocks, Early Cure before they were the cure and early Nine Inch Nails before they were Nine Inch Nails. After nights out at the club, I would wander home with Lana and Garrett at three o'clock in the morning in the heat of the summer nights, endlessly smoking while waiting for the number eight Fraser bus back at Lana's house. The Fraser bus at 3 a.m. was mayhem, a mix of drunks, druggies, prostitutes ending their day, prostitutes starting their day, transgendered kids with black eyes swaying to the whiskey in their bellies, punks with gelled mohawks yelling at each other, beer flying out of their pilsner cans, the waving of plastic vodka bottles, skinheads with white laces in their steel toes, down and out homeless guys mumbling, fuck, fuck, fucking fucker. Invigorated and totally unpredictable, the bus made us feel like we were on a school trip that had gone wonderfully well and horribly wrong. Late one night, two young queer girls got off the bus near Fraser and 20th, timidly holding hands as the bus slid to a stop. Their friends goaded them on, laughing. Don't get stuck in all that plastic wrap. The younger of the two girls, the one with the long autumn hair, kissed her girlfriend's cheek. I thought it was romantic, but as the bus pulled away, two dudes yelled at the back windows, Suck this, dykes! They shouted, grabbing their balls and pressing the crotches of their acid-washed jeans against the window pane. Lana, Garrett, and I turned to face the front, keenly aware that we could be targets, while also snickering at the dudes as they calmly calmed down and sat on the bus full of queer kids, goths, and homeless poets. It was surreal. Anytime things got really bad, the bus driver would keep his eyes on the road, ignoring everyone passing around joints or whatever else we'd gotten our hands onto, like a bunch of kids in the electric Kool-Aid acid test. I was terrified. But after a few weekends in the city with Lana and Garrett, I felt more comfortable and started drinking at the clubs. After that, I was usually drunk, which curbed my fear and turned it into an excitement. Suddenly there was a pleasure in the watching, mixed in with the fear of what might happen next. Most of the time, riding the bus was fun, the way riding a roller coaster is fun. Laughter pouring out of you from the effect of your body being slammed against the rails with only the leather and steel shoulder guard stopping you from flying off into the sky. And now I'm gonna show you the last song of the performance, which is called Stray. And this is from the performance we did at a place called The Tank, which is in uh, Manhattan, in Midtown Manhattan.
Um, our next live performer is Stephanie Larrier. She is an amazing dancer and choreographer. And, um, and here's Stephanie. I would like to bring everybody, <laughs> everybody part of the cast, to share like an excerpt that I find uh, at the beginning of like your book, uh, when the when you have this experience of like, drinking for the first time, like with a uh, uh, to read along, and uh, and I find that like very moving and close to mystical. Like, uh, I wanted to bring everybody to, to share that and why on the wall <laughs> so thank you everybody drinking the liquor drinking the liquor oh, felt oh, off the liquor felt off suddenly and suddenly the thing was they were feeling hot felt hot felt like they were filling the trees hummed along to the sound Getting dark, and I could barely see the outlines. I had my hand rubbing the fingers, and it as if everything were vibrating disappearing into the beginning of a light. Very funny. Over black, I was becoming a lifelong lover. I could barely see the outlines of Melanie and her brother. It seemed as if everything was vibrating and alive. I held out my hand, splayed my fingers, closed one eye, and the water beyond. Where I sat on the grass. Please welcome. Our next performer, who is also in New Orleans and who also runs Bushwick Book Club New Orleans with Michael Lentz, this is Scott M.X. Turner. Well, you know, what I got out of Tanya's book was a couple things. One was the bravery, the insane bravery of writing a book like that, and thanks for doing that. Uh, the second is, I think there's a lot of melancholy in it, but there's also a lot of rebellion and a lot of uh, rage and fury, and that's kind of what I base my song on, the idea that parents just don't get you no matter how kind they are they just don't really get where you're at and then the double whammy when you're that age and discovering yourself and trying to figure out who you are of realizing that most of your friends don't get you either and that's really painful uh, so this song is called give me a system They remember what it's like to feel the tremors Like you've been dismembered Like your heart just takes up space They don't hear me speak They won't let me think I'm a thief who's out to steal From you, for my poetry And dream Don't belong here I don't belong anywhere I don't belong here I don't belong anywhere I don't belong here Don't belong I don't belong here with you Give me a system I can run myself Give me a mission without a gun on the shelf Give me a kiss and I'll pull away 
a treehouse on the shores of a frozen lake I'm demure and cold, insatiable and bold Violent, breakable, intelligent and hold you at arm's length Someone hears me scream, the cops arrive in their machine Making threats about my scene, but they got no control over me Woo! I don't belong here, I don't belong anywhere I don't belong here, don't belong anywhere I don't belong here, belong anywhere I don't belong here with you I don't belong here with you I don't belong here with you Um, please welcome our next performer. She stayed up really late tonight. She's in London and she runs Bushwick Book Club London. Please welcome Amanda Thorpe. This is Amanda. Hello from my apartment in London, where I read the book Stray, where I wrote the song in response to the book, and where I performed as part of the Bushwick Book Club, Bushwick branch. When I think of running away, or a place that I need to go to clear my mind, I always think of going up Thorpe Cloud and sitting there when the clouds are coming over you. Favourite moment of the show, that was very peculiar when the first presenter, when the first presenter started talking about her red cabbage because I had literally spent that afternoon chopping up a red cabbage that was going off and in need of some sort of saving for me to be able to use some of it. So I had a whole saucepan full of red cabbage sitting on my stove top and I was just wondering what to do with it. Lo and behold, there was a recipe complete from beginning to end for me to follow. Walking back from the mall with my friend when my mum pulled up with the top down Grinned at me speciously and called Get in I looked her straight in the eye Tried to find Some verity beneath the Upbeat Reba McIntyre hum We're going to the beach She said, she said We're going to the beach just hop into the car She said, she said, just hop into the car And off we'll spread Saints alive Saints alive Saints alive Saints alive Narrowing eyes Deadlock despise, you're ruining my life Try to get the upper hand, burning in the hot sand Smashing rocks in my mind We're going to the beach, you said, you said We're going to the beach, you said, you said We're going to the beach, you said, you said We're going to the beach, you said, you said We're going to the beach, you said, you said We're going to the beach, you said, you said We're going to the beach, you said, you said We're
said, she said, we're going to the beach. Soft ahead. Just hop into the car, she said, she said, hop into the car and top wheel drive. Saints alive. I reached into the air. The car speeds away, I say goodbye I'm watching her as she's watching me Her face left by her side I'm sinking in the seat And I wonder if we'll ever meet again Saints alive Saints alive Saints alive we never made it to the beach. Our next performer is Gary Burton. He is an amazing songwriter and a singer, and he has a new video of his piece to share with us. Every now and again, there was a line that would just pop through the mind. And uh, I also loved all of the, the musical references too, which I've uh, tried to do a little bit of in my song. I had um, the kind of boring white middle-class way of leaving home when I was 17, but it did leave quite deep scars. And uh, certainly for me and my family, but things are good now, I'm pleased to say. But uh, the song is kind of about that. So this is summer 1981. Tony came over. In his beaten, battered yellow Honda Everything loaded On the seats and in the back It was everything I had Dad wouldn't notice If his beaten, battered little soldier Somehow imploded Move your feet, don't answer back He became so very sad As for mother, my brother and sister, do you really think I'd miss her? In the long lost summer of 81, my whole world crammed in a four-wheeled lemon, radio playing love will tear us apart. I didn't want to hurt for fun, my soul burned waiting to be just someone. Radio playing love will tear us apart Radio playing love will tear us apart Again Okay, we got as far as the driveway Tony turned that engine over I'm feeling over too I'm feeling overdue And as for mother, my brother and sister Do you think the sun will ever kiss her? In the long lost summer of 81 My whole world crammed in a four-wheeled lemon Radio playing love will tear us apart I didn't want to hurt for fun My soul burned waiting to be just someone 
Radio playing love will tear us apart Oh my resistance breaking away from the start Keeping my distance breaking somebody's heart Again I loved how Tanya described the role that poetry and Shakespeare especially played in her life and how through all kinds of times of turmoil and uncertainty, what kept her through was Shakespeare. And also I was struck by, there's this one scene where she leaves the school and she signs herself out and the adult there tries to stop her. And she says, no, I give myself permission. And she signs herself out. And that idea of permission struck me as well, because in earlier sexual experiences that she describes in the book, she doesn't give herself permission to say no or to say, I do want this, to say what she wants or, or, to, or to say, no, I don't want this. And that idea of permission struck me. Anyway, so here's my song. Essence in part It's just a place one can start To learn the difference between vodka and poetry in her blood If a father's embrace Is an illusion to face Well, that's still one you had the luxury of Meanwhile it's clear What's good is Shakespeare The touch that felt wrong The words spoken to The space that you held when they should have held you Might be a long time Before you get permission Might be a long time Before you stop taking what you're given When things get that dark There's no missing the light You can Tell them apart Like someday you might Know the difference between vodka and poetry In your bloodstream I am Big Pentameter Crumbs on the trail leading his hand on your back, tracing the shape of your bones. Meanwhile, it's clear what's good is Shakespeare. Might be a long time before you get permission. Might be a long time 
before you say the words to let in Saying this is what I want 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 This, this is what I This is what I want. 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 You guys, it's time for Swan. Swan Dursty, she hasn't performed with us since she left New York to go travel all over the place, and now I believe she's in Colorado, and she's here to perform her new piece with us. We're so glad she can be here. Please welcome Swan. This is Swan. Uh, favorite part of the show is definitely when we were all reading and Stephanie was dancing. Fantastic use of the medium, um, very clever way of of integrating people into performance, and I loved it. This show was amazing because I actually got to participate from the backwoods of Vermont. Yay! starts 
our concluding performance is a ritual by the author. Please welcome back Tanya. Okay, so I don't know if this is gonna work, but we're gonna try it out. And I just want you to take a moment. You can scream, you can yell, you can breathe, you can like think, whatever you want. And you just send all of the fucking crazy energy that is going on with us right now. The desire to like run down the street and all hug, the desire to French kiss every single person that you've ever known, the anger and the rage and the weird fucking dreams, all of it. Yell and scream, and there's a huge blanket right here. Oh, oh, it's sending it down. Okay, here we go. Man, you opened up this portal. It doesn't look like it's going to close. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you, Tanya. Oh, my gosh. You opened up that portal. So much came flying through. And, it, you know, it really hasn't stopped. I feel like that portal's not going to close up anytime soon. So I hope you weren't planning on, you know, having a dinner party there or anything anytime soon. But, you know, if you need help closing it up, let me know. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll help out. Um, but it seems like you have things under control. Thank you so much for that, Tanya. And thank you so much for for the book and for sharing with us. And, and, and I'd like everyone to come back on now, um, all the different performers. And I want to thank everybody for, for doing this, for taking part in this experiment and for making art. Because, I, you know, when I was trying to think about what to do, I was like, I don't know what's right, but I know that the wrong thing, it's never the wrong thing to make art. So there you go. So thanks for doing it. Bye. This is our group hug, or in my case, my uh, group cry. <laughs> so I don't know. What do we do? Um, I think I think we have to feel the hug in our hearts, or we just have to lick the screen, ah, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so thank you guys. Um, um, I, I I want to I want to hear applause. Can we unmute everyone so we can applaud? Yeah. Okay, let's do that. I would like some applause. I want to hear it. Thank you so much, Tanya. Tanya. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you, Tanya. Bye. I think May 31st. Thanks for listening to the first quarantine edition of the Bushwick Book Club podcast. Thank you to all the performers, Song Yunili, Elliot Bisker, Charlie Nealand, Ray Brown, John S. Hall, Teresa Toro, Swan Dersty, Amanda Thorpe, Scott M. X. Turner, Michael Lentz, Lisa Barnstone, Troy Ogilvie, Stephanie Laurier, Gary Burton, and Henry Tenney with Lulu. Thank you one more time to Elia Bisker, who helped us coordinate and orchestrated all of the Zoom technical things, which was, oh my goodness, it was, it was essential, really. And thank you, of course, to Tanya for being there with us. It was interesting how the book was the focus for the show, but then Tanya's presence became a grounding, orienting focal point for all of the performers as well, both before and during the show. And of course, the ending ritual was, wow, so needed. I think that's the takeaway for me from the whole thing. It was needed. I mean, I know I needed it. And my thought is that perhaps the world needs songs, art, film, dance, and snacks about books, 
We need books, we need stories, we need the inspiration and the new creations that come out of them and that will continue to come out of them. And that's my version of Vonnegut's And So It Goes. So thanks for listening. We'll be back with more because, you know, that's how it goes and goes and goes. Thank you to all who contributed to the Bushwick Book Club Kimchi Tip Jar. The performers agreed to donate the tips to the Barbez GoFundMe campaign. You can still donate at gofundme.com slash f slash barbez hyphen needs hyphen you. You can contribute to Bushwick Book Club directly through our PayPal using the email address trout at bushwickbookclub.com. That's PayPal to trout, T-R-O-U-T, as in Kilgore, at bushwickbookclub.com. This episode of the Bushwick Book Club podcast is produced by Lusterlit, me, Susan Huang, and Charlie Neeland. For more Bushwick Book Club, visit our website, bushwickbookclub.com, and all the social media sites, Bandcamp, YouTubes, and the like. <laughs>